information is coming to us so rapidly that the technologies that we've created in this world frenetic pace that we're all living in, our brains have not adapted to this world we've created today. Welcome to Conversations with Connors. I'm your host, Adam Connors. It is my honor to introduce my friend Alex Doman as today's podcast guest. Alex has a laundry list of accomplishments and experience that could probably take half the show to get through. I'm confident that after listening to our conversation, he's piqued your interest enough to log on to our website to see all his accomplishments that will be listed in the show notes. I'm now going to take a deep breath and try to rattle off a few of his many accolades. He's an author, entrepreneur, public speaker and product creator who has 25 years of experience and leadership in the brain health, neurotechnology, and therapeutic music markets. Alex is the founder and chief product officer of Vital Neuro, founder and CEO of Advanced Brain Technologies, founder and chief scientist of Sleep Genius, and best-selling co-author of Healing at the Speed of Sound. Good book, by the way. His production credits are extensive, leading the research, creative, and innovation teams who've created cutting-edge solutions that have helped millions of people worldwide. I'll let you read the show notes for all of them. They're long. Many, in fact. Alex is an advisor to several companies and organizations, as well as a board member for Autism Hope Alliance. He also happens to be a TEDx and keynote speaker and frequent presenter at online summits and on the international stages. He's been interviewed on many primetime mediums. The list is long, but I'll name a few. NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, Today, NPR Marketplace, Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, CBS Money Watch, ESPN Radio, and various other media. I'm sure today will mark the pinnacle of all his accomplishments, having made it to Conversations with Connors. (laughs) Alex is a dear friend, a quality and thoughtful guy, and one of the most eloquent speakers you'll ever hear. During our conversation, you'll get an opportunity to not just learn about Alex, but you'll walk away with an overall education on brain health, sleep, and what stress is doing in our society, and how his company, Vital Neuro, is addressing this growing health epidemic. The conversation at times does get a bit heavy, but if I can follow it, I have the utmost confidence that you can too. Of course, we also discuss how important people and relationships are to Alex personally and professionally for his businesses. He does a great job of describing concentric circles of influences, the characteristics and traits that he looks for in people, as well as those who have made an impact on him. If life was a game, Alex is playing the long game and winning. Listen for yourself and enjoy my conversation with Alex Doman. I really appreciate you spending some time with me, flying in from Utah to make this happen. If that's not a man that's dedicated to the cause, and I don't know who is or what is. So thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. So for those who don't know who you are, give us a rundown. Who are you and what brings you here? Well, you brought me here. I believe I had an invite to Hoboken, (laughs) and you had a roast beef and mott sandwich waiting when I got here, so I had to come. (laughs) You did good work. I got to tell you, a lot of people that have had that sandwich can't even finish half of it. So, yeah, impressive. So we're not going to say everything about the sandwich today, right? Okay. All right. Your secret's my secret. (laughs) That's good. 
I'm here to be with you, a little trip from Utah out to do some work in New York and hang with my brother in Hoboken. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. Tell us about your work. I think it's what you're doing, what you and Cameron are doing, I should say. And I, I want to make sure that we talk about him a little bit because he's obviously an important piece to the puzzle. But tell us about your work. Tell us about your company. And why don't you share with us your name? Yeah. So Alex Doman, company's Vital Neuro. And the work that we do is we're in neurotechnology. So we create tech products that improve brain and life performance for people. And what we're doing at Vital right now is we're focused on a really serious problem, and that's stress, right? We've got a really stressed world, and people aren't coping with the stressors in their lives, and real serious consequences are happening as a result of that. So we've been building a neurotechnology that monitors brain activity through EEG, through really slick wireless Bluetooth headphones. And you wear the headphones for 15 minutes a day. You take an active break. You listen to music that's been scientifically designed to reduce your stress. While you're listening to that music, we're monitoring your brain activities. We're checking your stress levels. And then we're giving really a mirror for your brain to watch itself and to see what's going on, to actually see its own stress levels for the first time. And when the brain sees that, it sees it by getting feedback to know when you're stressed or not stressed. And that feedback's visual. You see information on your iPhone screen that tells you what's going on. And you hear certain sounds when you're in a relaxed state, and then they turn off when you're in a stressed state. So over time, this what's called a operant conditioning model retrains the brain to self-regulate itself as you practice and learn to do this over time. Wow. And it's just so powerful. And to be clear, you mentioned iPhone. I'm assuming any Android device this would work on as well? Eventually. So right now, the prototype of the product, and we're still in you know working prototype stage, is on an iOS app, and that connects to uh, our Leonardo Smart Cloud service on Amazon's AWS. So wow. it's a wireless headset, connects to a mobile app, goes to the cloud, feeds back in a continuous loop in real time. And it's actually kind of the first high quality mobile neurofeedback specifically for stress reduction. Pretty safe to say that anybody could benefit <laughs> from what you've created. Think about it on any given day. When is your stress level high? <laughs> I guess the better question is probably when is it low? Exactly. And I think most people relate to that, whether you're a parent, whether you're in the role of employer, employee, kid, dealing with teachers and classmates and bullying, <laughs> bullying and coaching and whatever else might be going on in your life. Stressful encounters with neighbors and friends and people in the neighborhood. I can tell you that there was a guy I really didn't want to have to interact with on the plane flying out here. A plane, that, that's a great oh, goal too. I thought we were going to have a newsworthy incident getting off the plane at JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Some was about to go down with this guy. That bad, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would think, yeah, yeah, planes in general, what a great audience to benefit from your product. Yeah. So it's really interesting that stress is a serious epidemic, so much so that Vivek Murthy of the World Health Organization back in 2017 identified two things to be the biggest concerns of the 21st century, one of them being loneliness, the other one being stress. And I think probably pretty safe to say that one of the causes of stress is loneliness. <laughs> you sure. know? So you guys just might be onto something. Yeah, we're definitely onto something. It's like one of the greatest health epidemics we've ever faced. 
And our stress levels are, I think, very much a product of the fast-paced, high-demanding world that we're in today, yeah. right? I think the demands on our time and our responsiveness and our connectedness to mm. the world are higher than they've ever been. It's very hard to keep up, and our resilience is lowering stress resilience, that ability to kind of keep yourself regulated throughout the day. People are getting less and less resilient, and we're seeing that manifest in all kinds of problems. You explained, it was a little while ago, and I heard you explain the way the brain has changed. And that was what really calcified how important what you guys have created is. And it was something to the effect that I'm going to let you explain it better than me, but essentially how the brains, how we went from hunter-gatherer to where we are today and the evolution of the brain and how quickly within however many thousands of years that the brain has had to change within a, like a decade or two. So do you mind? Well, you, remember? you, you yeah. did a great job, right? So if we think about the evolutionary process of the human brain and how we've adapted and changed what's happened since the industrial era to the digital era. And then at the onset of the digital era, we are processing so much more information than we ever had to do before. Auditory, sensory, visual information. We're communicating in 140 character tweets, I guess, what, 280 characters now. So we've got a lot more room to speak when we're on our Twitter accounts. But information is coming to us so rapidly that the technologies that we've created in this world frenetic pace that we're all living in, our brains have not adapted to this world we've created today. And I think this is an adaptation problem that we have not had the time to grow and adjust to this world that we're creating. And we're overloaded. We're bombarded. So we're seeing spikes in suicide. We're seeing spikes in depression. We're seeing teenage anxiety. We're seeing 10-year-olds killing themselves. Powerful. What kind of world is this that we're living in? Yeah. And how much of an impact can Vital have on the stress levels? You said this is a daily kind of check-in. Is it like a once a day? Is it a couple times a day? Well, I, I want you to think about it like you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth once or twice a day for 15 minutes, you pull out your iPhone or your iPad or whatever mobile device you have. You put on your headsets, you relax with some really amazing calming music, and your brain learns how to lower its stress levels and to be resilient and allow you to deal with everyday stressors in a way that you never thought you could, and you don't have to think about it. So if we think about the degree that it can help, we're seeing on average 80% of people that do the training respond to it positively. That is changing that one thing, introducing that training in their life. We're not making an impact day-to-day -day on other lifestyle factors. We don't have any control about career and family and diet and exercise and sleep patterns and all the other things that contribute to your stress levels. But just bringing in this one tool can make a really significant impact. Tell me about like what qualified you and Cameron to design and come up with this product. I think qualified's an interesting question. So we'll start with my uh, friend, Dr. Cameron Falapore. Cameron's been a good friend for 20 years now. He's a neuroscientist and clinical health psychologist in New York, and he's one of the world's foremost authorities on cognitive neural training based with a practice in New York. And 
in his lab. He has, for 20 years, been working with people around the world with very serious conditions, including the most stressed out guys on Wall Street that are coming to him to try to help them fix their brain and to be able to manage their life and not go off the deep end. And he's done that very effectively. So he's a gifted clinician. He's very sensitive to the human condition. And he's just become one of the foremost authorities in the space. As for myself, I surround myself with people like Cameron and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the people around you. But I've been in the field for 25 years. And by being in the field, meaning researching, designing products that improve brain performance. It's been my life's work. Yeah. Tell us about, because I think a lot of the stuff that you've done in the past, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me, but for those who are listening and aren't familiar with some of your work with sleep, because clearly sleep <laughs> is important. Share with us yeah. that. Yes. And sleep is something else that we're looking at at Vital Neuro. But one of my other companies I co-founded with Colin House uh, five years ago, Sleep Genius. So oh, Colin's a good man too. Yeah. Colin's a good guy. You know, Colin. So Sleep Genius, we had actually developed a audio technology that came came out of uh, foundational NASA research with a neuroscientist named Seth Horowitz. And what Seth had done and was commissioned by NASA to do is to actually research sleep in astronauts and to see what could be done to help them to sleep in space because your circadian cycle is absolutely totally obliterated <laughs> once you blast off, right? Your whole 24-hour body cycle clock is on a 90-minute cycle now as you're orbiting the Earth. So it's entirely disruptive to sleep. So part of what Seth did in his research is he actually did research on hamsters experimenting with different ways to get them to sleep by activating their vestibular system, right? This is the hearing and, and balance system in the brain. So you have the cochlea, which is the organ of hearing. Then you have the vestibular system, which gives you positional orientation, gravitational security, your sense of body and space. And he began to use methods to try to induce sleep. He put hamsters in toilet paper rolls and he began moving them in different directions at different speeds until he found a rate of rotation that put him to sleep. So think of them like they're in this little cradle, this little hamsters are in a toilet roll cradle, and they found that right frequency of motion that would induce something called the sopite response, which is a motion-induced nausea that results in sleepiness. So it's a form of motion sickness, but it makes you sleepy instead of physically ill. Then he hypothesized that with low-frequency sound and a certain spectrum moving between the left and right ear, that you could simulate that physical movement and put the hamsters to sleep. He found that to be true. Well, then it applied to humans. So we licensed that technology from Seth that came out of NASA. We created very specific, scientifically designed sleep protocols that it's embedded within. Then we developed the Sleep Genius mobile app. And people play it for the first 90 minutes or 180 minutes of sleep or throughout the night. And what it does is it helps with sleep onset and it helps with sleep maintenance so people can get to sleep faster, stay asleep longer, and have a higher quality of sleep. You know what's interesting? Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you wrote a book. What's the name of that book? Healing at the Speed of Sound. So I got that book and truth be told, I was just going to read it out of courtesy. But I found it interesting 
It was a really, yeah, oh, it was good. A, yeah, no, I mean, I mean I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. No, and I, yeah, no, and, I, and I'd actually referred it on to a few people. I really thought, I'm like, oh, a book on sleep. How interesting could that be? But it was really, it was fascinating. And through the course of a couple like cocktail conversations with people, I was surprised at least at how many people had sleep issues. As many as have stress issues. It's that. And they're correlated. Yeah, there you go. Right. You don't sleep, you're stressed, you're stressed, you don't sleep. Yeah, so vicious, they go hand, hand in hand. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I guess so. That combination, the synergy between Cameron and yourself, is clearly something special. We've been friends for twenty years, and we've collaborated on some music production projects. We've done a lot of lecturing on music and the brain. You know, at New York Academy of Sciences and the University of California Irvine, uh, we did a series called Music for the Mind, and we had for years been looking at a project together. And I discovered, and I should have thought about this, that music that we had produced through our other company, Advanced Brain Technologies, he was using as a feedback tool in his neurofeedback practice with these clients and found our music to be highly effective. So this is really through Vital Neuro, a marriage of our expertise in scientifically designed sound of music and his expertise in the field of neuromodulation in changing brain states with different technologies. Wow. So people that are listening and they want to learn about Vital, how do they do that? Vitalneuro.com. Okay. You go there and that's your starting point. What, Read what the about, white papers and yeah. uh, what about your social about media? What like I love, by the way, what you've done. I, I know you guys just recently started doing stuff, but the graphics are amazing. Your presentation is great. Where do they find you? On social, we yeah. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and on Telegram. All right. So they're not missing. All the platforms. What was the last one? You Telegram. What's that? I don't even know. Oh, okay. I get yeah. to introduce something do. Yeah. new to Conversations yeah. with Connor, the, connect <laughs> yeah. Connors, yeah. the connector. <laughs> so Telegram is a messaging app, and you can create communities. So you can have a community of a group of people, like-minded, maybe around a company or an idea. And it's like the old chat rooms, but it's mobile-based, and it's text messaging, so you can have a big feed of communications, but you can post files, you can post videos, and then you also have the ability to have a channel that you just broadcast. Huh. So you can have an audience of people that you want to stay updated, and maybe as an alternative to an email blast, you just instantly put out a Telegram message and everyone gets a notification on their phone. Wow, that's cool. I yeah, guess. so Telegram channel. Learn, learn something new every day. <laughs> Everyone tune in for uh, conversations with Connor's Telegram. It's coming. But there we go. <laughs> so let's talk about you a little bit. Let everybody get to know a little bit more about who you are. Introvert, extrovert, centrovert. Forced extrovert. Forced extrovert. Interesting. Yeah. Can you elaborate? Well, I read Susan Cain's Quiet. Ah, that's a good book. And it's a phenomenal book. And I discovered that that's who I was. Not my persona, but my profile. I'm quiet. I'll tend to be very reserved. I'll be very engaged when I'm in front of you. My greatest fear in the world was always public speaking, and I have to get on stages and speak all of the time. Wow. <laughs> so, and, and, and you're one of the more eloquent speakers, and I'm not saying it because you're uh, sitting here. You just are. Uh, I appreciate that. It's taken a lot of work to get there. So forced extrovert. Yeah, I want to go back to that for a little bit. So in terms of public speaking, how did you, I mean, did you get hire a coach or how did you get to the level that you're at today? I mean, you, yeah, you it, sat on funny. some big, it, big stages too. TEDx, I mean, you've, right. Yeah, you know, I've, TEDx was a bucket list and did that a few months ago and TED's next and look forward to making that happen at some point. 
but it was just a out of necessity. I was building a company and in building that company, I had to get the message out. And the way to get the message out was to get out and talk to people. This was late 90s. So not everyone had email. Not everyone had a website. We didn't have social media. So it was still a time when you got people in a room and you got on a stage uh-huh. and you talked to them. And he shared your message. Uh-huh. And if I wanted to build my business, if I wanted to make the changes I wanted to make in the world, I had to get in front of people and tell the story. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just necessity. Wow. So forced extrovert out of necessity. You're doing all these things. So I guess this tool that you've created can help lower your stress <laughs> as well. Well, yeah, it definitely does. And I need it and I use it and it works. Yeah. And it's interesting because... When you develop these products over the years, you are very immersed in using them in the research and development process and the creative process, and you can never look at them and interact with them the same way as your target person that you're trying to help because you're analyzing it in a way no one else is going to. I'm trying to break it all the time to make it perfect. So the ability to benefit from the things that we're creating is actually quite personally challenging because it's hard to kind of turn off the analytical mind saying, how can we do this better and just experience it? You were just reminded me, you talked about kids and helping with kids. Is there anything to worry about in terms of working with children and their brains as they're growing? I mean, I know all our brains are malleable, but are there any concerns about how this might have a negative impact or... No, there's no concerns uh, about a negative impact. I'm more concerned about the environment that our kids are being raised in and is not to be alarmist. There are a lot of wonderful things happening. I've got three boys. My youngest is eight. He's growing up in a very different world than I did. Some of that not so good. Some of it really beautiful in terms of what he can learn and the opportunities that are before him with this World Wide Web. That's great. Well, will you have your kids use this product? Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So back to you specifically. So forced extrovert, really. I love that, by the way. Where do you put your phone at night? Your cell phone, that is. Yeah. It's on the nightstand. You do. Next to my bed. You got it there. It's there. When I'm practicing what I teach, it's in airplane mode when I remember to do that. I find that when I am in my rhythm of practicing good self-care, I'm really good about doing that. The screen goes off. The phone's down. But if I'm not practicing good self-care because I have not given myself the time to do so, the things you know you should do, you don't always do. Yeah. What do you do to stay in shape? And it doesn't necessarily mean physically. It could be mentally. Are there outside of vital? Are there other things that you do? My favorite thing to do is sweat. Really? I go to the club. I get in the 175-degree dry sauna. I do 20 minutes. I do cold shower. I go do 15 minutes of hot steam, rinse and repeat two or three cycles of that. Interesting. Do you know who Wim Hof is by any chance? I do. You do. Are you a fan? I am a fan. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. Wim's an animal. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> so he's doing something here, actually. Well, we'll talk about that offline, yeah. but uh, yeah, he is an animal. Anyone who doesn't know who he is, look him up. Yeah. All right. So tell me about people. One of my favorite subjects. You've created a nice arsenal of friends, contacts, colleagues throughout the years. Tell me about some of the people that stand out to you the most in terms of the relationships that they've developed and some of the things that they've achieved. And is do you see a correlation between the two? There are a lot of people that I kind of stand back in awe and watch how they work. 
I'll compliment you later because you're one of the people on the list. <laughs> I, I've never seen, I've never seen a <laughs> connector like Adam Connors. But yeah, there is an individual who I have done business with over the years that I'm not incredibly close to. And he would not recognize that he's a mentor without being an active mentor because I've watched how this man has lived his life. And through our business relationship, which we've had for many, many years, to watch him socially, to watch him spiritually, to watch him within his family and, and actively and how he's regarded in the business community, this one individual really stands out. It's a man named Jeff Flam, who's in Utah. And what does Jeff do? And what is it about Jeff that this is high praise? Yeah, it's really high praise. So we did business together for years. He had one of his companies was a reseller of one of our products. And I got to know him. It was a company called Infinite Mind with a speed reading program called IQ. I know that. And yeah. we, so he was the marketing mind behind IQ, working with the doctor that had developed it and some of our products at Advanced Brain Technologies. You know, we co-marketed and did some projects together for many, many years. And it was very enjoyable. And we touched a lot of people through that work. And he had built a large organization and had sold it to, if I recall, it was ADP. So he kind of had a nice exit. And then he did Infinite Mind and he went into real estate development. But where I observe him is he's involved with mentoring and involved with CEO space. And you watch how people respond to Jeff in the regard that they hold for him. And he truly cares and he truly kind of leads by example. And it's just a guy watch and kind of be a little bit more like Jeff. What have you done? I mean, I can just go off the experience that I've had with you in terms of you're always very responsive. Well, actually, let's start with that. Do you have a rule of thumb on getting back to people? I get a little anal. I guess a pet peeve of mine is unresponsive people. And I don't want to contribute to that. So I have a hard time letting a text or a phone call or an email go unanswered. I don't understand way. it. I wasn't way. raised that way. <laughs> right? uh, and maybe it was because for years I was in straight commission sales <laughs> and I had to sell to live and I had to be as responsive to everything that I could. And if I wasn't early, I was late. And if I wanted to eat, I had to show up and I had to be responsive. And I really had a hard time when people weren't. So was this a nature versus nurture? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So and I'm a big fan of that. And it's funny. So most of the people that I'm most impressed with when I ask that question, it's the 24 to 48 hours rule of thumb. And really more towards 12 to 24. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 24 is hard for me. Email, if it's a text, that's generally going to happen immediately. On occasion, I may get sidetracked and not get back to somebody. I feel horribly. Yeah, yeah. And I try to get right back to them. We're having to filter so many inputs, right? So you're getting LinkedIn messages. You're getting emails. You're getting direct messages on Twitter, direct messages on Insta. You're getting Facebook Messenger. You're getting Facebook wall posts. You're getting telephone calls with voicemails. And you're getting email. And you're managing all of these in real time every day. And it's a balancing act, right? So I think I said voicemail. That doesn't happen as much. It's the so voice. True. We're going to talk about that later, right? too. Yeah. Um, but emails, it's 24 hours. Texts, it's generally within an hour if I'm available and social, 24 hours. Yeah. Again, getting back to stress, a common theme. I mean, at least for me, it weighs on me. 
I expect a 24 to 48 hours response and I try to always exceed those expectations for other people, good or bad, you know, whatever that might be. Apologies for interrupting this conversation, especially if you're really enjoying it. I know that I get frustrated when I'm listening to a good podcast, so I'll make it quick. If you're enjoying our podcast, please support us on patreon.com slash networkwise. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash networkwise. All patrons will receive early access to podcasts and exclusive networking advice. Okay, that was painless. So all you have to do now is help us on Patreon and enjoy the remainder of the show. All right, so you've always been extremely responsive, but the other things that you do for relationships, I mean, like with all the things you've got going on, you've taken time out of your day, you've written in and you've endorsed people on LinkedIn or those other things that you're conscious about doing. I care about people. Yeah. I do things for people that matter in my life. And if people take an interest and take time to engage with me or any of my businesses, they matter. They're important and they're not to be taken lightly or to be disregarded. It's never about what can this person eventually do for me? It's just, here's another human that's interacting. How can I be responsive and how can I help them? So why do you think more people don't do that? I don't know because I don't always do it as well as I'd like to. I often come up short. and Short by your standards or short? I'm sure I've disappointed people from their own standards before, but definitely short by my own standards. And there may be people listening and saying, you didn't follow through on that one. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 Whoever you may be, I'm sure I have. And and it doesn't feel good because I don't like how it feels. And in this world of, is it business or is it personal? It's always personal. So true. Who was I just listening to? There's a whole like podcast just about that. Really? And I was, uh, oh, man, might have been Dax Shepard. I, I don't remember, but but you're right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Any tips or tricks that you have to be able to try to stay in touch with people that are important to you? Or are there people that you notice do a better job of that with you? And what do they do? I'm always looking for ways you know, there, to get there, better. There's this one guy on occasion, I will get the funniest texts from him and he just does it to let me know he's there. <laughs> it's so true. And it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> like, hey, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> that You're the on tr- my mind. Ain't that the um, truth? Yeah, there's another guy I, I respect a lot for his outreach. He's a psychologist named Russ Rindau. And Russ actually had a, like you in the past, he had a executive recruiting company. And Russ is great. Every few weeks or couple months, he puts an article in front of me. Love that. I was thinking about you and it gives it context. It, it isn't fake. Yeah. It's genuine. And it's people that share information that reach out just because. And those are the examples I'd like to do more of it. That if you think about doing something for someone, just to act on it. Don't think about it. Yeah, good point. So how are you able to do all these things that you're doing? Like the travel, the speaking, building this business getting the word out. I mean, again, I'm feeling even more guilty of having you sitting in here right now, spending this time with me. How do you do this? Well, this time with you is part of what it's all about. It's about your network, right? So I'm physically here with you because I'm here with you because I have an office full of amazing people back running the company Mm. and I don't have to be there day to day. Why? Because they're rock stars. Good job. And I don't have to micromanage anything happening. The business runs. It does what it's supposed to do, like the squeaky wheel after 20 years. 
And that's with the current company. As we're building out Vital, there's a lot of work and the founders are the ones doing the work. And we've got great people that are kind of working around us. And, you know, I want to step back. It's about concentric circles of influence. Mm. So you start with self, then you have your family and your team that are immediately surrounding you, that first circle of influence that you may be directing, if you will, guiding and trying to get certain outcomes from. Then there is the circle around them of consultants, independent contractors, advisors, freelancers that are working with you. Then there are the friends network and the collegial network. And all of these individuals play a role at different parts. So it's about having the right people you can reach out to in a given moment to make things happen. And I'm going to call somebody out that I greatly appreciate. You asked why Vital looks so good. How is that brand looking the way that it does? And how are we getting at all these great materials? We have this awesome graphic designer, Carrie Michael. And, and Carrie, Carrie is, she is deep in the brand. She cares. She's good. She's fast. And she can get in my head and get out what I want before I know what it is. Yeah. She's got, I mean, real talent. I mean, it's a crisp brand. So you've been working with her the whole time with yeah. this? She's the one. Yeah. Really yeah. Good we job. had a, an amazing company called Argo Design mm -hmm. did like, I mean, one of the best in the world did our original brand for Vital. They believed in what we were doing. They created this brand that's absolutely amazing and spot on. And that became the jump point. And Carrie took the elements that they created and just has shaped us beautifully. Yeah. Amazing. So to switch gears a little bit, I'd love to hear, you've given us some good things that you've learned and made you guys so great. Tell me about some bad advice people, anyone's given you. Is there anything that stands out? Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I think it's the advice that you get when individuals are looking at what you're doing and for some reason their ego is telling them you need to do it their way. And I think all too often because of the position people have had, their track record and what they've done, I will take them as more right than me and will follow that path and not trust my gut. You always trust your gut oh, and I, hit the brick wall. Can I interject on that one point? And this will probably, hopefully this will be my last time saying this. This is going to be therapy for me. I feel like I should be lying down on the couch. So I learned about cryptocurrencies in 2011 and I was at an event through Tony Robbins. Uh, we had a private, uh, we were at Singularity University and it was surrounded by some of the most amazing people. And I learned about 23andMe and 3D printing and all this stuff back in 2011. So one thing they talked about is this cryptocurrency. And they're talking about Bitcoin. And I didn't fully understand it. Truth be told, I still don't fully understand it. But my gut was like, this is right. Like this is, there's something here. And I called up a friend of mine who ran uh, foreign exchange trading for one of the largest banks in the world. And I gave him a call and I'm not going to say his name because I know still to this day he feels bad. And I said, hey, this thing seems to make sense. What do you think? Ah, uh, nah, this is garbage. You know, don't do anything with it. And usually like what you talked about and what we've talked about before, the beauty of having these networks of people, they're experts. And you are really what a network is, is you surround yourself with the weakness of the individual at the strength of the group. So just kind of like when you've built your company, you know, everyone's got their expertise, you know, know your lane. So 
I push back on them in a little bit. And I usually don't. That's almost like me telling you, if you said, hey, Adam, you got to sleep eight hours. And I said, no, you got to sleep six. And you said, no, you got to sleep eight. I'd be like, all right, eight. So I push back and I said, I really think there's something here. And I was like, how about I just throw $2,000 into it? And he says, listen, you want to do that? How about this? Give me $1,000 and uh, I'll just keep the thousand. And then the other thousand we'll take and we'll party. And I was, he was so confident in that. And I said, you know what? All right, you got your point. Forget it. So 2011, here we are today. So that was the last time I'm going to talk about that. I'm sorry to go off kilter. Do you want me to bring up today's Bitcoin price? Uh, no, let's not do that. Okay. You don't want any salt in that wound? <laughs> yeah. oh, we're good. Therapy's over. All Thank right. you for those who listen to this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you built an awesome company. You've done it once. Doing it this, I mean, the second time around, how much more confident do you feel in the product that you have, the ability to build a company, having led a company, knowing how to grow it and all the other things that come along with building a company? Well, this is an extension, right? So this is the third company. It's the trilogy so far. <laughs> Advanced Brain Technologies, Sleep Genius, now Vital Neuro. And they're interrelated. And Vital is an extension of our intellectual property and our knowledge in our community at Advanced Brain Technologies, part of which was Cameron Fallopor and his clinic at Brain Resource Center. And the merging of the two is simply the next progression. So it's a new corporate vehicle. It's a different executive team. So Advanced Brain Technologies has one team. Sleep Genius has another team. Vital Neuro is another team. And they're all specialized in what it is that they're doing. The common thread is the underlying R&D and intellectual property that bind these together. But the vehicle of Vital Neuro going forward is incredibly exciting because we have the potential to reach the masses. Now, if I say the masses, advanced brain technologies in 20 years, we've had people in 40 or more countries trained in our technologies. We've trained thousands and certified healthcare professionals and educators all over the world in top hospitals, top schools, in the military, in the government, you name it. We've touched lives and they count into the millions. So we've touched a lot of people. Sleep Genius, we've had 2 million downloads of the app, number one health and fitness app globally in the app store for a period of time. We touched a lot of lives. What we're doing at Vital has the potential to become something that is in everyone's life on a daily basis because of this common thread of stress. Mm. And the way that we're going about it and that we're going to market and we're starting with companies, we're starting with very large companies who have a stressed workforce and who care about their employees and whose employees care about their employer and want to have a great work experience. And we're going to companies that are willing to invest in their people, time and money, and believe in them and want to improve their quality of life so that they stay working at that company and that they're productive. So we can go into companies, touch thousands of lives at a time, by extension, touch the families of those employees, and then all of the other companies in the space, when they begin to see the results their competition's getting. And this thing can grow exponentially. And that's super exciting. So you ask the confidence. We've been doing this now for 25 years, the work. We know it works. It's proven. It's evidence-based. And it's timing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done this. Cameron couldn't have done this 15 years ago. Why? Mobile phones weren't ubiquitous. 
We didn't have the bandwidth that we needed. Nanotechnology has allowed us to miniaturize a lot of the components. So rather than a $100,000 piece of equipment in the lab, we're able to build all those components into a high-end headphone and run it from a mobile app and connect it to the cloud. Let me ask you this. Is there a play with uh, IoT, Internet of Things? Oh, this is definitely an IoT play. They're the connected home, the connected life. So, you know, voice-activated stress response. Relax now, Siri. Hmm. Echo. Yeah, that's a massive global play here. Oh, yeah. No question. So let me ask you this. If you were sitting here, we were on the other side, what's the question that I should be asking you or would you be asking you? Why do you do all this? <laughs> Why do you do Why it? are you doing this? Yeah. I grew up in the brain business, right? This is the family's work. Yeah. So 75 years now, close to three generations, starting with my grandfather, who was one of the founders of brain development, he and his brother, who was a physical therapist, they pioneered brain injury rehabilitation. They were some of the first people in the world to say the brain has unlimited potential, and we're going to commit our lives to helping people attain that. I grew up with these amazing people, very committed to helping humanity. And that's what brought me to the work. I learned at the knee of my grandfather, from my father. It's what we've done. There are many different companies and organizations within the family doing the work around the world. And this is my expression and my extension of what we're doing. So we're here to make a difference and hopefully leave the world better than we found it. That's a beautiful thing. From this conversation, I feel like stress is just the beginning. Do you feel that Vital has the ability to help with other potential neurodegenerative I don't know, diseases or issues. We've got all these concussions that people are having. You're having, there's Parkinson's. There, I mean, I could just keep going down the line. Do you see the potential for Vital to do more than just stress? I mean, granted, stress is an epidemic, so. Well, uh, well, stress is the epidemic, and stress is a common thread with everything that you've just mentioned. Really? Wait, wait, do they stress trigger is, it, well, or they? Well, as a trigger and as an outcome hmm. of what takes place. So if we look at, something underlying calling our self-regulation, right? What's happening in the autonomic nervous system. That is your automatic brain. That is the brain that does without you having to think, right? So that's this it's deeper like breathing, limbic, all these other involuntary yeah, your breathing, your heart rate, all these involuntary actions that take place. And your stress response is seated within that. It's not conscious. You can't just say, turn Siri. off stress now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. You've got to prime the system and then you've got to do the work. But I'll answer it this way. We've the underlying technology. Okay. Start with the sound and music. We have vast catalogs of sound and music that influence all kinds of neurological function from the very primal functions of the brain to the higher thinking brain all designed for very specific outcomes that are part of the music library. We have a bank of algorithms and protocols that inform artificial intelligence engines that regardless of the particular issue at hand that we're trying to resolve or influence, we can create protocols to address these things. The type of technology that we're using with 
heart rate sensing and EEG and other future biosignal processing techniques that we'll be utilizing. The cloud platform that we've created, mobile app, are a platform in which we can go in and address any number of things. We're not starting with medical conditions. We're actually going toward what are non-FDA regulated issues that are general wellness products that don't require the regulatory pathway that would take us years before we could go to market. So we're starting by improving stress resilience. We can help then with sleep quality work on improving focus with individuals, but there are protocols that if we go the FDA path and we go to certain medical conditions, we can all release across the same platform. That's amazing. What is something that everyone's listening, because this is a pretty heady conversation, definitely way over my head. For those of us whose IQs are around mine, if you could kind of break this down in layman terms, a couple takeaways that everybody should have that is other than go out and buy the vital product, what would they be? Practice good self-care. And what does that mean? I was telling you, I'm doing a talk next week, right? So I'm going down to Houston and uh, I've got to deliver a, a speech to people concerned about their aging brain. And this is what the talk's about. What are the pillars of our health within our lives? Do everything you can to reduce stress. Get good, sufficient sleep and prioritize it. Put good food in your body. Keep the bad food out. Now, that's a whole conversation, what's good and what's bad, but things that contribute to inflammation in the body and inflammation in the brain, those are the things that slow us down, right, that make us retain fat, that help us retain stress, and that actually degenerate the brain and begin to break it down. So if we eat healthy foods, we get good exercise, we do things like I'm doing with the heat stress that I mentioned yeah. that has a very big impact with the hot and the cold. But it is taking that time for self-care has a massive, massive impact in our life. Read real books, get off the ebook. Give yourself some mobile time offs and do some social media blackouts and really make them count. Go to the beach and don't bring your device. Yeah. You know, I I think it's all pretty basic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so really interesting. I was having a conversation, God, I guess it was probably over a year ago, it was last summer, with another neuro, God, I forgot what he was. He was a PhD in some type of neuroscience. Anyways, we were talking about just how important the brain is and brain health and all everything that we do stems from the brain. And he said something to me that really struck a chord is, When everybody dies, do you know what they die of at the end of the day? What it says on the autopsy or the form that they fill out? I forget what the term is, but it's lack of oxygen to the brain or you end up, you die. Hypoxia. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. So you're familiar with that. So at the end of the day, it's you live and die and everything controls comes around the brain. So he was saying, I was trying to play devil's advocate on some of the things that you just talked about, food and breathing, because I was saying how important that is. He said, it's all about, it really, at the end of the day, stems from brain health first. And we have to understand that our physical health, our gut health, informs our brain health, right? And I think too often we think they're disconnected. There's a second brain called the gut. What happens in that gut informs what's happening up here in your head. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. I know that you have a plane to catch, so we're going to have to get wrap up shortly. Is there anything before I let you go, anything that you wanted to ask me or talk to me about? I'm glad you asked, and you may have been asked this before. But when I mention people I really look up to in terms of their relationships, you're one. You're a mensch. You've been a guy that's there. You do what you say you're going to do. 
you show up on time, you go above and beyond. I'm never disappointed in an outcome of interaction with Adam Connors. And you are now, by definition, a, a connector. But I, I'm curious how that came to be. <laughs> how do you arrive at being this individual? Why do you live your life this way? Thank you. I'm humbled by that praise. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate that and value your opinion. In terms of being a connector, I just like to provide value to people, to help people any way that I can. And there's a pretty big, getting back to some of the things that you've talked about, where there's this disconnect that's happening and whether it's stress or all the people on so much on this social media, the more connected we are, the really the more disconnected that we are. So God, I've, I've always tried to help people, but this is something where I saw there's a need to get this out there. More people are that are connected. Typically they're happier. They're healthier. They live longer. There's lots of science behind this. And I think it's more about just educating people on having these real conversations. I'm a big fan of technology. I mean, I use it. I'm that text guy. I'm that guy on LinkedIn. I am on that guy on email and do whatever I can use to keep in touch with people. But that's a tool and you need a bunch of tools in the toolbox. And there's a rush you get when you do make a connection, when you do help somebody. Um, I call it selfish benevolence. <laughs> you know, I, I love, Good term. Love, yeah, love to see you do well, but selfishly, I do better. Whatever any success that you've had that has something to do with me, I feel that my I got more out of it than you did. So thank you for asking that. Thank you for acknowledging that. And I hope more people, and I don't put myself on a pedestal because I got a ton of flaws for everything good. Uh, there's probably 10 bad things behind it. I'll try to make as many connections to wash those away. <laughs> Anything else? No, I really wanted to know the answer to that. <laughs> so that's great. Thank awesome. you. Alex, you are amazing. I love the work that you've done. I like the work that you're doing. I know everyone that's listening should get behind this product, the good of what you're doing physically, mentally, and socially, that Vital is performing is just absolutely needed. So I, I applaud the efforts, the mission that you guys are on, and I really want everybody to get familiar with what you guys are doing. So thanks for taking the time. And unless there's anything else, I want you to make it a great day. Okay. Thank you, my friend. I'm really glad you made it through the whole show. It tells me that you found it entertaining and enjoyed the content. In the spirit of helping us continue to provide such great content and amazing guests, we appreciate your participation through Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash networkwise. Your support really helps. Also, if you or someone you know is looking for a career change, is building a business, seeking to expand sales, or is just generally interested in improving your overall health and happiness, then head on over to NetworkWise.com. Not only does this platform offer you a plethora of resources, but will walk you through how to expedite the outcomes and the aforementioned goals that you seek. Thanks again for listening. Make it a great day. And remember to always NetworkWise.